Welcome to the Destiny Church and Throne Podcast, where we hope to inspire, stir, and provoke you to know Jesus and make him known in your daily life. Enjoy. Perfect. Please keep us, but you know, in particular me in prayer before we start that new class, because you know, it's like Johnny said, we know the enemy schemes. I mean, it's not, it's like a surprise. It's not like he's got a blueprint somewhere. He's like, oh, I'm going to try this next. You know, we know he's what he's he's going to try to come disrupt and all that, but you know, I don't care you know, at this point. I don't care uh, what he thinks he can do to me that hadn't already been done to me, um, and I'm not going to let it deter me um, from from doing what what God puts in front of me. Number one, uh, number two, you know, and we don't really have to sit around and like be on the defensive either you know what does it look like for us to go on the offense in in that you know let's meet him first out on you know what i mean and not you know sit back and oh what's he going to do to us now that we're going to do this class because i do i do feel like this class is going to be big it's going to be big not it's going to be something i think like kind of like roe versus wade uh it's going to be the next big thing god does in this country is is deal with addiction um and so you know it is what it is, you know. If he wants to, strip me, whatever, you know. It, you know, and it's it's like Johnny said last Sunday about people getting up and praying and doing things like that. You know, I didn't feel good today. You know, a lot of us don't feel good. There's people at home that don't feel good. If we based everything we did on the body for how we felt physically, we'd probably never be here ever. You know, so I mean, it's just some one of those things you just kind of have to push through and just say, okay, Lord, you know, I don't feel good. But just, you know, help me, just give me the strength and grace to get through this. And, um, right? (laughs) Okay. uh, I really didn't know what I was going to speak on tonight, but, so I'm going to kind of just talk on a couple things. But one thing I want to do is I want to honor kind of what we do here Thursdays. And that's the activation thing that Johnny, uh, that Johnny, you know, kind of, you know, I will say pushes on us a little bit. But, uh, you know, I'll be honest, the first first couple times I, I came here, uh, it made me uncomfortable, you know. I didn't like going out and, and praying for complete strangers, you know. Uh, I didn't like uh, sitting here and because one thing to do, I, I didn't want to be not authentic, you know. I didn't want to not hear and just make something up for someone. I think what I think they want to hear, you know. Uh, I wanted it to really be, you know, a rhema word from God, uh, and and you know, be, be, you know, let Him speak through that. Um, but I didn't like it at first, you know. But, you know, I got to thinking about it. You know, everything that the disciples did with Jesus was an uncomfortable act. You know what I mean? There was never a period or a time that he was, they were with him when they're like, yes! Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> we're going to do something fun today. Like, everything that they did was, like, uncomfortable. Like, you know, from uh, go get that stranger over there. Go get that tax collector. We're going to eat dinner with him. Or, you know, uh or, you know, can you imagine how they felt when they were going into Samaria? You know, that, that you know, like, the city that hates Jews, you know. Uh, we're, you know, we're going where? You know, <laughs> like, like uh, just everything they did was out of, un- it was an uncomfortable thing. But um, uh, I was reading, and I, I, I found this on the Internet. It says, uh, consistent uncomfortableness makes deep roots. Uh, and the, the reason for that is because, uh those roots are, or, or is what anchors you, you know, and that's going to rely, that's going to make you rely on God in that, in that uncomfortables, you know, um, uh, 
And then I, I read, it's just kind of like that saying that, you know, safe harbors make for unskilled sailors. Same thing. Um, uh, but, you know, everything Jesus did, he, it was hard things. You know, it, it was consistently hard things he did. Uh, in his three years of, of, of uh, that he, you know, that he went out on his ministry, everything was hard. Uh, so uh, I wanted to kind of honor that into the Thursday night stuff that we do, the activation thing. Um, because I did, I did want to speak on the book of Acts because I feel like that is a, you know, a key part of of the Gospels. Uh, you know, because that's the meat right there. That's, you know, Jesus was gone and they were left, and it was their job to go out on what they had and try to bring the word out. You know, and try to preach the the, the news. And uh, leading up to that, uh, his that was his mission. You know, was to equip them. Just like, you know, we get equipped here. It was to equip them because he knew one day he wasn't going to be there. You know, he knew one day that he was going to be gone. And uh, he knew that they would need all everything that they could get. Um, so the Lord showed me, I don't know if you have a Bible. Uh, I don't know if we, I, I got this old bad boy out tonight. I blew the dust off of it. So, uh, <laughs> uh, but he brought me to Luke. I've been in Luke a lot. Um, he brought me to Luke and Luke 4, chapter 1. So if you want to just follow along with that, I'm going to read that real quick. Uh, and this is, this is basically uh, when Jesus is getting equipped. He's about to go out into the wilderness and be tempted by the devil. We all know the story. Um, so basically, you know, God has been equipping us since the beginning uh, if we go back through the Gospels, we see Jesus first started his mission when he was being tested in the wilderness. Even then, God was preparing him to teach. He was preparing him for his ministry, and he was preparing him for the enemy's schemes. Uh, but I, I found it interesting chronologically as we look at this, uh, you know, how it all comes about. Uh, but if you notice, what I wanted to focus on in this is this, this the, first, the first verse. It says, Then Jesus, being filled with the Holy Spirit, uh, returned from the Jordan and then was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. So the the first thing, you know, he was filled with the Holy Spirit. Like God, he knew that he needed that before he went out. And then not only he was filled, but he was led by the Holy Spirit into the wilderness. And I think that right there is 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 a key thing um, because you can see, you know, in Acts. You fast forward to Acts. That's you know when the Holy Spirit came onto them. That was them getting ready to go out, and, you know, into their in their wilderness. Um, uh, but one of the things, uh, you know, Jesus almost mirrors this same this same principle right here uh, with his disciples. Uh, he knew beforehand everything that they would endure, and everything that they would go through, and every hardship they would face as they ventured out into their own wilderness. And some of the things that he taught them. Uh, you know, he taught them. He taught them how to teach. That was one thing he taught them. He taught them how to preach. Uh, we can see this as he goes from town to town preaching to the masses. Uh, Luke twelve uh, five through it says, "But I'll show you whom you should fear. You you should fear him who, after your body has been killed, has the authority to throw you into hell." Uh, uh, another thing that he taught them was he taught them how to heal the sick, which is a is a great part of you know. Uh, activation ministry. Uh, we can see that in John 6 2. 
uh, and a great crowd of people followed him because they saw the signs uh, of him performing this, uh, healing the sick. Um, he taught them how to pray. Uh, another important thing, it says in the Gospels that he, he went away, uh, it mentions it 45 times that he went out, he went off to pray. And that's just what it mentioned, you know, it was probably way more than that, but that's another key component uh, of his ministry was, you know, he stopping and going off and praying by, you know, by himself. Um, and, you know, his disciples, they're seeing this, you know, they're, they're watching him do this. And uh, it's, it's, it's just another, it's another equipping, uh, equipping act that he did. He taught them how to use discernment in people and not believe everything they hear. Um, one of the most important things, though, he warned them that they would face trials because of his name. In Matthew 10, uh, 21, it says, Brother will betray brother to death, and a father, his child, his children will rebel, will, re will rebel against their parents and have them put to death, and you will be hated by everyone because of me. Uh, but everyone who stands firm will be saved. But as you can see through all these things, it's, it's just an equipping. Uh, it's just an equipping. Uh, you know, he, he has spent the majority of his adult life equipping the disciples on what was to come and uh, what they were going to do when he was gone. Um, he wanted to make sure when they entered their wilderness that they would be prepared for everything the enemy threw at him, just like when he entered the wilderness and at the beginning of Luke. Um, all right, I got a little side note here. It's just something I wanted to, um, I felt to, if you'll go back to chapter 2 of Luke. So it's uh, chapter 2. 21. This is just something that really stuck out to me um, as I was um, as I was studying for this. So it's going to be two twenty-one through. Let me see. Bear with me here. I haven't used the Bible in forever. Forgot how to use this bad boy. Okay, so it's 41. I'm sorry, it starts at uh, it's 2:41. So this is um, this is when Jesus and his parents had traveled to Jerusalem. Okay, um, it was uh, for the feast of the Passover. He was. It says he was about 12 years old. Um, when they had finished um, the days. Uh, the boy Jesus lingered behind in Jerusalem, and Joseph and his mother did not know it. This is that's crazy. Like, I'll I'll get into that in a second. <laughs> but supposing him to have been in the company, they went a day's journey and sought him among their relatives and acquaintances. So, I guess basically, if you want to picture or visualize. They had probably a, a huge caravan, right, and probably had donkeys and mules, and it was a bunch. It said it was with their family, so they probably just, you know, seen with the other kids. They just figured Jesus w was with these kids, and you know, they didn't bother to think of it. But after a whole day, it said they noticed they did not see him. Okay, so they're like, "Oh, he's not here," you know, so. So they turned, okay, they say they already, they already traveled a day. So now you're not telling how far that is. You know, they traveled a day and then they turned around and went back to Jerusalem. 
and sought him among uh um I said for three days they searched for him. So imagine that. So it took them a day to get back, and for two days they now Jerusalem. I looked it up. It's back then the population was about eighty thousand people. All right, there's eighty thousand people in Orange County. Okay, so can you imagine? What, Mary, what was going on in Mary's mind at, at this point? Like, she, you know, I have the, the, the Savior of the Lord is my son, and I've lost him. You know what I mean? <laughs> and she's going around Jerusalem. I mean, they're probably, there's probably hundreds of synagogues there at this time, you know, and she's, she's probably in full-blown panic mode, you know. So they run around for two days. It took them. They looked for him. And uh, they finally found him in the temple, sitting in the midst of teachers, both listening and asking them questions. And all who heard him were astonished at his understanding and answers. So when they said, they seen him, they, they were amazed. I look, they weren't, it's not the amazed like we think. It's the amazed like she was upset, kind of. And she was like, son, why have you done this to us? Look at your father and I have sought you so anxiously. And he looks up at them and said, why do you seek me? Did you know that I not must not be about my father's business? I mean, could you imagine this after finally finding him? He just looks up at him and says something, you know, somewhat smart aleck, I guess, you know. But And it says in the next verse, but they did not understand the statement that he spoke to them. You know what I mean? So he knew in his heart, you know, he knew in his heart why he was there. But he didn't bother to think of what it was going to do to his parents you know, uh, when they found him, when they found him missing. And, uh, it says that, uh, he went with them and, and his mother cherished these things in her heart. Uh, I just wanted to, to share that with you because I, I thought it was interesting, you know, in, in his mind, he thought he was ready. You know, he, it wasn't his time yet to step out in his ministry. Uh, and I think sometimes, you know, if, if if you're not ready or it's not your time, it, it could cause problems for people. So it's just something that I, a little side nugget that I wanted to, um, um, so picking up, uh, jump into John fourteen twenty six. it says, but the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all these things and remind you of everything that I've said to you, and that was just Jesus reminding them, you know, once again, that he was not going to be here forever, that he was going to be gone one day, and, uh, that they would have the Holy Spirit to, um, to guide them. Uh, so we fast forward to Acts. Uh, Jesus is gone, and the disciples are about to experience the Holy Spirit on Pentecost. Uh, you know, I look back, and I didn't see anywhere in the Word that uh, the Holy Spirit had come on to any of the disciples up to this point, you know, so it was probably a crazy experience for them. Uh, in Acts 2, 3, it says, What they saw what seemed to be tongues of fire, that separated and came to rest on each of them. And all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Um, this is not very long, y'all, sorry. But, um, but I just, I wanted to, I wanted to focus on the equipping, though, like how important it is. Um, so just as Jesus was full of the Spirit before he entered the wilderness, this is the important part. So were the disciples before they went out. And from here, you know what happens. They went into the world and they spread the gospel. Uh, 
the important thing to remember is they were first filled with the Holy Spirit before they were led with the Holy Spirit, just as Jesus was. And this is important for us today in our ministry as we step out into our own wilderness. Um, and that's it, really. That's that's it in a nutshell. I just, I just, I thought it was important to to say that because you know, even you know, as we do these things on Thursday nights uh, in these activation things, it's important for us to to be familiar with that and know that we need to be equipped with the Holy Spirit. And let him guide us before we go out, not just out here into Walmart, but in everything we do, in every part of our ministry, in every part of our walk. Because if you do, if you do it on your own demise, I promise you it's not going to end well. Uh, it never had for me. Uh, and just, you know, as far as the uncomfortableness goes, I believe that will pass in time. You know, it's just one of those things that you're just going to say, Lord, you know, give me the grace to get through this because, I'm, you know, it's... When I when I first when, like I said when I first came and I started doing it I didn't like it but now that I see how important it is you know what I mean because that really is the meat of ministry right there that activation and getting out and pushing yourself because church is not just about you know expensive espresso machines and 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 you know nice lobbies and stuff like that I don't really believe that we should leave here you know, skipping down the road with butterflies flying around us every every time. It's not about that, you know what I mean? It's not about making people feel good all the time. Sometimes you have to be uncomfortable to, uh, you know, because if he was in his ministry, then I I don't see why how we could think that, you know, we should have it any, any better than that. So, anyway, we'll close with a prayer. Uh, Lord, thank you for this rhema word, and I just I ask you, Father, that it just resonates and, uh, and whoever needs to hear it, uh, I thank you for using me as a vessel to give this word. And I, I just pray people for the people who, who have any kind of um, uncomfortableness in them, in their spirit, uh, who, who might be afraid to, to step out, uh, to, to step outside of their comfort zone, Father. Uh, just give them the grace and the understanding and, and give them the patience, Father, like you gave me when I first started doing it. And uh, give them the understanding, Father, that it's all for you. And if they can see that, Father, then 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 they sh- they'll know that that it's for the good of you, and uh, and not for themselves. In Jesus' name, Amen.